Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. What are we allowed to call each other? Um, <laughs> I don't know. You go. I was going to say it's, uh, it's hard to define. <laughs> it's um, hard to, yeah, it's hard to define. I mean, I don't mean this to sound really cheesy, but she's just Catherine to me. Like, I don't think of her as like, I mean, I think of her as like the person that is like everything to me that's a person, you know, like represents everything that I would want to have as a best friend, as, as a partner, as whatever it would be. You know, she's the person I think about first in the morning and before I go to bed. The title doesn't really mean a whole lot. Most everything in life has a way of coming back in some form or another, whether it's karma, the next season of Game of Thrones, or the one that got away. As the saying goes, if you love something, set it free. And like a boomerang, real, honest love has a way of careening back until it doesn't anymore. Breakups, am I right? They're messy, complicated, sometimes humorous, often heartbreaking, mostly for the best and always entertaining to others. And that's where we come in. Welcome to the X Games. Yes, that's X with an EX. A podcast about dating and breakups in which everyone plays and absolutely no one wins. I'm Caitlin Cauley, Elite Daily's editor-at-large, and I'm here to walk you through both sides of a breakup story and hopefully end up somewhere near the truth. Each week, we'll examine a new ill-fated relationship. Both parties will say their piece separately as we attempt to thread together a narrative and pinpoint where it all went wrong. Afterward, we'll let them listen to each other and then finally and honestly have it out. For our fifth episode, we have Cameron and his soulmate, the one that got away that came back until she was gone again, Catherine. Cameron and Catherine were college sweethearts in Indiana before an acceptance letter to grad school in New York forced them into a long-distance battle to keep their love alive. So what exactly happened to their boomerang relationship? As anyone who's ever gone into, and subsequently out of, a relationship knows, there are at least two sides to every story. Cameron and I went to college together, and we went to this really, really, really small school in Indiana. I still remember when I first saw her, exactly. A, I thought she was gorgeous, but B, I thought she seemed cool from what I knew. Like, I would see him on my way to different classes in different buildings or whatever. But I remember the first time I got a chance to talk to her. He claims that we actually met at a concert a year earlier, and I just ignored him the whole time. And I have no real recollection of this. It sounds like something I probably would have done. I distinctly remember walking up to her and introduced myself and said, hey, if you need anything, I'm working backstage. I will be able to help you out. He apparently came up to me to see if I needed anything. And I was like, no, I'm fine. And she said, okay, thanks. And then ignored me. And he kept asking me questions. And I was like, mm, I got everything under control. Thanks. No conversation at all. Just, okay, thanks. And then like turned her back on me and completely shut me down. And then I guess he went to go talk to his friend, and his friend's like, yeah, that girl's kind of a bitch. Don't even worry about it. I remember it was like a big, a big bruise to my ego for a while. Cameron and Catherine's love story begins with some, well, alternative facts. 
We'll listen to them argue about them later. However, in the meantime, at the very least, the pair agrees on the next time they were serendipitously thrown together. I never really talked to him until probably, I think it was my sophomore year. I became general manager of the radio station, and in doing that, I got to hire a bunch of people. And so I hired like 15 people, and one of which was this girl who was one of her good friends, um, Lilia. About two days after I hired her, I don't know this girl, but it was finals, and she, so she says, you're going to study with me and my friend during finals. I was meeting a friend at the library to study for finals, maybe. Uh, and she was like, hey, is it okay if I bring this friend? And I turned the corner and there's Catherine sitting at the desk by herself with all her stuff. So he ended up coming in and I was like, oh, yeah, it's that kid who I see walking around campus all the time. We didn't do much studying, but it was her, Lily, and I. I was so excited that here was this in with this girl that I really liked um, or I thought I would like. And we just kind of hung out for a couple of hours in the study room and then instantly just became really good friends after that. We hung out. I wouldn't say a whole lot during the summer, probably like a dozen times, which I guess for during college and summer is pretty good. We lived about 25 minutes away from each other. At that point, like, I didn't really have any intention of dating him. I just thought we were really great friends. We would, like, hang out at the library together, and I don't know, like... I definitely still thought she was super cute, and as I got to know her, became better, better friends with her. So I had studied abroad for a semester. She went to London that, that, that fall, and we that was when we became, like, really close friends. And so I wasn't around him for several months, and we still maintained correspondence. I sent him postcards from, like, Paris and London. We would instant message on AIM. We would be emailing back and forth, and we were on AIM all the time. Not all the time, but probably, like, once a week for, like, a good period of time. And I was so jealous because he and my best friend were hanging out so often, and I would see all these pictures of them on Facebook doing cool things around campus. I I don't think Catherine was ever jealous of me and this other girl's relationship. And it wasn't really a relationship, it was a friendship. And so then I came back to school for the spring semester, and I was determined to be as good of friends with him as my best friend was, just so I could be like part of the trio. It looks like distance did make the heart grow fonder. And good old Cameron and Catherine were starting to catch feelings, as the kids say. And now, back on the same continent and campus, things between the two were starting to heat up. So (laughs) we all got invited to this party that one of our mutual friends was having right after I had returned from studying abroad. I think we were both flirtatious up until that point. We were playing beer pong and kind of getting a little drunk. And then it became clear that, like, we both liked each other. Cameron tried to kiss me at the party, and I was like, no, we can't do this. Like, we're friends. It's going to ruin our friendship. We've got, like, this trio thing going with, like, our other best friend. This was more than friends. And he was like, yeah, 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 you're probably right. Like, we shouldn't do this. It it was kind of a good mutual place to just be like, okay, fine, this is an event. Um, We're going to kiss. Later that night, as we were getting ready to leave, someone was acting as like a designated driver to make sure everyone got home safe. And so they were driving us all back to our dorms, and they were like, Catherine, where do you want to get out? And I was like, oh, I'm just going back with Cameron. I have no idea why I said that. We ended up going back to my place. But we ended up going back to his dorm room and just started making out on his futon. I'm pretty sure his roommate was asleep in the bunk that was like right next to us. We both hung out so much that we knew like all of the schedules of our roommates. So it's one of those things where we're just like, well, we're, we've kissed now. We want to, we want to try kissing more. So why don't we do that right now? I kept saying like, do you think your roommate can hear us? Do you think your roommate can hear us? And at one point his roommate was like, I can hear you. We were home before he was. I know that much. And I think we knew when he was going to be home, so we decided we had a good makeout opportunity. And then I remember waking up the next morning. We were still on the futon, and we looked at each other and were like, this can never happen again. So it looks like Cameron and Catherine finally took the leap into each other's mouths. And even though they don't agree about whether Cameron's roommate was there or not, 
They do agree that the next morning was even more awkward than they could have imagined it would be. And the next morning, we both, like, had this, oh, shit moment. This is going to be our secret for life. Pinky promise. Like, you seriously can't tell. We just decided and agreed that we were never going to tell anybody. Uh, And then, like, two minutes later, his friend who lived across the hall. My friend knocks on the door, and I knocked on the door to see if Cameron wanted to get breakfast. And Cameron was like, instinctually say, come on in. Oh, yeah, come in. And we were just, like, in this very compromised compromising position on the futon. And And then he opens the door and then sees us there on the, and it it just led to the situation where she was really, really embarrassed horribly. And pretty shortly thereafter, everyone knew. He teased us for a long time. I still tried to keep up that whole distance thing where I was like, no, like we're friends. We can't be anything more. So we started hanging out more. And then I feel like it became more, let's hold hands. Let's, you know, go to these events together. Let's do all these things that couples do. But we would just like, I don't know, always end up together making out like in corners at the library, wherever. And we're like, oh, so I guess we're more than friends. It would seem, despite Catherine's numerous protestations that they were just friends, she and Cameron were close to taking it to the next level. But what brought them together? Noodles and company, of course. And weirdly enough, more noodle-related dates to follow. It had been a couple weeks. I convinced her like three days before to go on her first quote official date to Valentine's Day. We went to Noodles and Company. Which sounded romantic at the time and in retrospect was the most embarrassing cringe thing ever. We're in the Midwest. There are not a lot of fine dining options. I think we both got mac and cheese. And also macaroni and cheese is delicious. But then I told him afterwards that if we were going to date and have like an anniversary sort of thing that we had to lie about the date because I didn't want my anniversary to be on Valentine's Day because I hated that. When Catherine and I dated, we never had this idea that we we never worked up for big events. Like we're going to this amazing concert or we're going to this show or this musical. I always had the most fun with her just like sitting around and like we would get a bottle of wine and just talk. And those are the moments that stick out to me. All noodles and canoodles aside, Cameron and Catherine were well on their way to true love. But what was it that made the two just like each other, as Cameron says? I have no idea what Cameron likes about me, to be totally honest. I was never especially nice to him, at least not at first. We get really serious about the work we do and stuff like that. Kind of let me do my own thing, and he was always, you know, kind of a cheerleader and making sure that I was doing the very best that I could do. And I think Catherine had always dealt with the same kind of people don't understand me. And Cameron is very charismatic. I don't know how to explain it exactly, Uh, But he's just really funny and very sweet and is honestly just the nicest, most genuine person I have ever, ever met. She had goals and she always worked hard to accomplish them and usually always did accomplish them with like flying colors. So we've established that Cameron and Catherine are incredibly lovable people, but were they in love with each other? And just because I'm curious and Cameron's a little awkward, were they making love with each other? Cameron was the first person to say... I was definitely the first one of us to say, I, I love, love you. you. Uh, we'd been dating for not very long, actually. I don't even think we'd had sex yet, maybe. Pro- we'd probably been dating like three months, four months. I remember we were in his bunk bed. I distinctly remember we were we were hanging out and I was really, really nervous about it because I wanted it to really mean something. I had been kind of wanting to say it, actually, but I was afraid to. And he just kind of threw it out there. He was just like, hey, I love you. And she gave me like the biggest hug and kiss. To, 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 I don't think she ever gave me a bigger one while we were dating. And I remember I got really, really excited. And I just kind of started gushing in a way that I never like 
really anticipated. He's like, okay, calm down. Like, we love each other. That's great. So Catherine and I became physically intimate. Probably we'd been dating for a while. It was May, I think. It was like, it was finals week. She had gone to a party the night before and was not feeling very well. It weren't about as great as it could have, but I remember being like, well, she's not feeling good. I guess I can make her day. I think she laughed at it in retrospect. Um, I remember what happened. She's like, you said you were waiting for it to be special. And I'm like, well, it is special. I was with you. So Cameron and Catherine were absolutely head over heels in love. But the thing about love is that it's only as good as the circumstances that surround it. And Cameron and Catherine's story is about to get a whole lot more complicated. I think it became clear that post-college, we weren't on the same page. It was time to figure out what everyone wanted to do next. We weren't thinking about each other. We were thinking about ourselves. I knew that I wanted to go to journalism school. She didn't take a lot of my thoughts into consideration. And he and his friends had all these ideas to start designing iPhone apps. We never really had a plan for what would happen. So I started putting out all of these applications all over the country, some places that were kind of local, some places that were not so local. And so I think there's a lot of uncertainty on my end, which made me bitter and upset. We kind of just pretended it wasn't happening um, until I got accepted to NYU. I didn't realize how much she wanted to go to NYU, though. That was something she never really shared with me, I think. I lied to him and I told him that I didn't get in to the schools that were closer and that NYU was my only option. And I think I probably would have tried to encourage her to stay closer. I I wouldn't have been successful. I could tell you that. I could have told you that then, though. That's, I don't know. That's kind of when things started to get a little rocky. I don't think distance was really the thing that bothered me. It was just the fact that we didn't really communicate what our goals were or what our plans were. So we had had the entire summer to kind of get used to the idea of me leaving. And so... So when she decided to move to New York to go to NYU, we never really discussed, oh, so this is it. We just kept going. After a year and a half of dating... Cameron and Catherine were at a crossroads. They had different plans after they graduated from college, and unfortunately, neither was willing to open up about what they really wanted. We'll get into why the couple had trouble communicating in a joint interview, but in the meantime, let's check in on what long distance for these two really looked like. So my focus was entirely on trying to like become an adult and make myself a career. We would see each other probably once a month once I moved to New York. We probably saw each other every six weeks-ish. You could tell after a while he was getting frustrated because it was always him coming to see me and it was never me going back to Indiana to see him. The the big parts of our lives that were moving outside of each other were definitely moving in opposite directions. So we started Skyping much less frequently. He would text me all the time. He would call me all the time. And then I would get kind of annoyed that he was texting and calling me all the time. Distance strained the relationship and the things that used to be easy weren't clicking as much as they used to. To add to that, Cameron was about to receive some unexpected family news that would have an indelible effect on the couple. My dad was in the hospital, and he, he's good now, but it was a really rough time. We thought we were going to, you know, I thought it was bad. And it was like the first time in my life I'd really ever dealt with like a personal family member who'd gone through something like that. His dad was very sick, and I did not go home to see him during that time. And I do feel bad about that now. Catherine was not very supportive at the time either. Um, I don't think she knew what to do. I was probably a bigger mess than I should have been given the situation. Um, And so he was very, 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 I think, resentful of that in particular. He just wasn't really sure how to deal with me. So we we fought about that a lot. And at that point, 
neither of us were really that happy in the relationship. I didn't ever hold it against her. It wasn't, I mean, but I, I think in retrospect, it really made me upset or sad. That's when I realized I didn't have somebody with me to go through those things with as much as I wanted to. We'd been long distance at that point for almost two years or something like that. And it was a lot of hard work and I was not holding up my share of the deal. Um, and so it was definitely starting to take a toll on him more so than it probably was on me. After Cameron's father got sick, it was becoming clearer and clearer that he and Catherine couldn't be there for each other in the capacity either of them needed. After two difficult years of long-distance dating, the pair was ready to throw in the towel. And so one day in the spring, it was April. I believe it was April 13th, 2012. Not that anyone's counting or remembering the days. I was in line at Shake Shack with my friend Ryan, actually, and I saw that Cameron had called me. I was just like, whatever, don't even worry about it. I was in my room. It was nothing exciting for me. She was at Shake Shack. Then he called me again very shortly after. And then I was like, oh, maybe it's an emergency. Like, those continue to pop up these days. So I just, like, want to, like, make sure that everything's okay and that his dad's okay. I think we'd kind of been mad at each other the day before. and And I think I just got fed up and said, like, I have to do this. So I ended up answering the phone. And I could tell that he was upset on the other line. And he was like, hey, we need to talk. And I was like, well, I'm in line at Shake Shack. And we've been in line for 20 minutes. And I don't really want to get out. I, and the lines were incredible at that time. That was a different world. That, so that, that Shake Shack was even worse than modern day Shake Shack. So I ended up getting out of line. And he was just like, I don't really think that this relationship is healthy for me anymore. I love you more than I have ever loved any person and more than I probably will love any person. But it's just not something that I can sustain right now on top of everything else. Honestly, it was the hardest thing I've probably done in my life, which I think sounds overdramatic, but it it was really tough. And so I just told myself, well, I can't see her. I can't be with her right now. I didn't want to ever break up with her like this. And I have to be there for my family and you're not there for me. And so, like, we can talk about it some more, but I just really think that we need to maybe rethink what we're doing. And um, I said, this is not working out. I think we need to break up. And I don't think I was really sad when he first told me because I had kind of seen it coming for a while. We just like weren't really getting along very well. I think there was a lot of, okay, like I know. There was no real fighting. Um, I think I was mostly just angry that he was the one breaking up with me. Um, So I was like, whatever, we'll talk about this later. And I wanted to talk to her about it more and she didn't want anything to do with me. And I was just like, okay, then I guess we're broken up. And then we were. The relationship was terminal. Like there was no, there was no fixing it. Cameron and Catherine's decision to break up wasn't an easy one. Sure, they had their problems, but distance only exacerbated them. Even though the two were still very much in love, their relationship just wasn't practical. But what would happen to their friendship? Could it survive? And then I didn't talk to him for maybe two or three days. It really wasn't that long of a time. I want to say probably talked for the first time maybe a week later, here or there, just like, hey, how are you? Because we could never like say bye to each other. And then I was just like, oh my gosh, I have no one to text in the morning. Like, I want to tell him this like stupid thing that happened. I want to hear stupid things that happened to him. And so I texted him and I was like, well, can we like at least just still talk to each other? Are we still friends? Like we've always just been friends. That's been the foundation of our relationship. But like, it was very clear we weren't going to get back together. But it was probably not healthy for either of us. And he was down for it. I don't know. It was sad, but it wasn't as messy as I thought it was going to be. And that probably happened for a while. 
our friendship remained pretty well intact, even though we weren't like romantically a couple anymore. I think I'd gone about long enough where I realized that um, I missed her as a friend. I definitely still loved him. And I think, well, I know he still loved me, but it was just sort of the pressure of maintaining a long distance relationship was over. And so nothing else had really changed. We still kept in constant communication. Like I would text him more than I would text my mom. And that's still true. And we would talk all the time, like all the time, like more than I'd ever imagined talking to anybody else. I just couldn't not talk to her. He came to visit me a couple of times in between people who he was dating, but um, our friendship was like very strong and very real still. And I think that weirded a ton of people out. I didn't have any intention of getting back together with her ever again. Mostly I, I closed myself off and I didn't want to deal with a lot of the stuff I felt before. People would be like, why are you texting your ex-boyfriend? And I'd be like, doesn't everyone do this? Like, what do you mean? Like, nobody else has this relationship with their ex. Um, I think some of his girlfriends weren't as into it. I had a couple of girlfriends, a couple of relationships. Like, I never saw Catherine as somebody that I would date again. And I never, like, did anything with her that was inappropriate when I was in a relationship or thought even it would come close to it. I know he definitely had a couple of somewhat serious relationships after me. And I was super pissed because the first girl he started dating right after me had, like, the same name as I did. And, like, she had brown hair. Catherine and I weren't talking very much. So I didn't—there was, like, no kind of real weird dilemma. But— I was showing her Facebook profile picture to some friends over drinks just so that they could also like justify like be on my side like obviously this girl is him trying to replace me with someone just like me but as I was showing them her Facebook profile um I don't know if it was me or if it was one of my friends but somebody liked her profile or like added her as a friend Catherine accidentally Facebook friended this girl and I saw that it happened and then I immediately unadded her as a friend and I was like it's okay like we unadded her she probably never will know Catherine's friend supposedly to this day, supposedly her friend, while they were hanging out, um, friended this girl. And, and that wasn't a good situation. And then I was in the cab home and Cameron texted me and he's like, hey, so did you just do what I think you did? And I was like, what do you mean? And he was like, she's so upset right now. She thinks that like you're stalking her and just trying to like, I don't know, get into her business. <laughs> that did not go well for me. And that kind of led to a breakup. And I was like, oh, I'm really sorry. That was actually a complete accident, but such an embarrassing one. My bad. So after the breakup, Cameron and Catherine remained really good friends. Like, text each other the first thing in the morning type of friends. Which clearly didn't sit well with the new love interest in their lives. But why would one silly Facebook friend request spell the end of Cameron's relationship? I mean, that's a, that's a big Pandora's box there. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I can, you know, it was a situation of a girl who, who knew I was out of this relationship, probably was not very self-confident, and thought that I was going to leave her for this old relationship. <laughs> I think he thought it was funny, but she did not think it was funny. She was really mad. So that's Cameron Dunn. But how did Catherine fare with her rebounding? I mean, I know she dated a few people. I don't, I, she could, she would, she would ask me questions about my life and I was happy to answer, but I could never listen to stuff about her life. I was open to the idea of dating other people, I think. I ended up meeting this like random guy and like we danced and it was like very like stereotypical like one night stand hookup. Uh, and I remember calling my best friend the next morning because I was like so, so thrilled about this. And I was like, does this mean that I'm like completely over Cameron? And he was like, yeah, it probably does. This is great. This is like such a fantastic next step for you. And I mean, I never saw that guy ever again, nor did I ever intend to. But then I started dating pretty regularly after that. I just, I couldn't hear stories from Catherine about her life with like going on dates or being with guys without thinking, about how sad I was that it didn't work out with her. I, I still to this day can't. Like, I don't know. It's just weird. I just can't do it. 
I think we know why it's weird, Cameron. These two still very much had feelings for each other. Don't believe me? Well, the relationship didn't end there. A lot of the times when I would go home, if he happened to be single, we would get a drink and it would always kind of end into, end up as, well, you know how it ends up. We'd maybe like grab drinks and then like we'd have like one of those couple like maybe kiss a little bit. And it's honestly just because I really, really, really love having sex with him. And I hope that he hears that part and like believes me. He has always been my favorite person to have sex with, like hands down, no matter who I've dated. Um, And it was just like always very easy and not even that awkward. I remember afterwards one time I was like, this can never happen again. He was like, okay. Uh, And it continued to happen again, like whenever. Like, there'd be, like, a moment and be like, we can't do this, this is over. And I had no regrets. I don't, well, no. No regrets. But it was never, like, we're going to get back together. It was more of, like, oh, we're single. This this is fun. We would talk about getting back together all the time. All the time. And then, for whatever reason, we wouldn't. Catherine had always still been, like, there for me through everything. Way, way more so, I think, even than she was when we dated. Um, and then we would, like, have, like, these weeks where we'd be, like, super, super into each other. And we'd be like, we're in love again. Like, everything's perfect. And then we'd, one of us would be like, but nothing's changed. Like, ultimately, our, sta- our same issues are still there. Like, we're just fooling ourselves. Cameron seems pretty adamant that he thought they would never get back together. But Catherine seems to remember things differently. We'll get to the truth when they're in the same room. But for now, are we really supposed to believe these two were just friends? I'd always thought of her as like my best friend and we were inseparable. And then it just kind of grown more and more so. And then like two years ago, maybe, I think he was dating someone else. And I, for some reason, was just so obsessed with the idea of him again. And then I think probably end of 2015 or beginning of 2016 in there, she'd said, hey, I think we should think about dating again. And I just kept asking him over and over and over again. I'm like, do you think that this is something that you would do? Like, would you ever date me again? You should date me again right now. Like, why won't you date me? I was being so annoying about it. And he was like, I'm in a relationship with someone else. Like, no, why are we having this conversation? And so I said, Catherine, absolutely not. I just, I said, no, no way. And um, I was very firm, I think, about that. And she was very upset with me. And then he was like, even if I did, you know, if I happened to be single right now, you and I have the exact same problems that we always would have had. Like, you still live hundreds of miles away from me. We still kind of ultimately want different things. I was against dating her again because I was afraid of being hurt again. And I, and I was being cold and trying to be tough, I think. Cameron flat out rejected the notion of getting back together. But did he really mean it? And then I kind of thought about it a bit and then was like, why did I? And I knew why I was so adamantly opposed to it. Like, it wasn't a secret. I'd gone through some, like, honestly, like, I don't know if I can curse, but I'd gone through some shit, I'd gone through some stuff, and and it was really tough. And every time I went through it, she was always there for me, like, more so than she'd ever been. I think I'm much nicer now than I used to be, and I just appreciate him more than I ever used to. Before, he would honestly drop anything just to make sure you know, that I was okay. He would take these, like, last-minute trips to New York to see me if I was stressed out. And she was there and, like, you know, like, I don't want to say it's, like, a superhero, but she was, like, back and better than ever. Like, she was just um, always there. And now I realize how lucky I was to have someone who was willing to do all of those things. Earlier this year, it was like in, I think, March or something, my parents' house burned down. And the the day it happened or day after, I don't know, it was right away. Catherine's like, I'm booking a flight. I'll be home this weekend. And that was like the most, honestly, like that was the most 
meaningful moment I've ever had with her. I feel even more lucky that he is still, you know, willing to talk to me on a daily basis and be my best friend and be there for me in all the same ways, you know, regardless of what we end up calling our relationship. Okay, meaningful, sure. But were they together? And if not, what were they calling themselves? It was it was when I realized that, like, it was changed, like we were different. And so some, something ticked differently. Our relationship is super weird and no one understands it. And I totally understand why no one understands it. I mean, she's my best friend. I don't know. <laughs> it's really weird. I, She's my best friend. It took me a very, very, very long time to come to this realization, but I'm comfortable saying it out loud now. I do believe that he is my soulmate, if those exist. I don't. I never thought I'd know what the definition of the word soulmate was, but if it's this good of a friend, then definitely she's my soulmate. Like, I think that he is meant to be my life partner forever. She's just Catherine. I don't know. I don't really think, I don't, I don't know. I don't think of her as like my girlfriend. I mean, I guess by definition, that's what she is. Um, I don't mean she's not. I just mean that I don't really like think of it like that. Um, I do think that we have one more shot. And if we don't make it, that's kind of it for both of us. But if we do make it, it'll probably be for forever. Yeah, I don't know how I describe her. She's 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 just Catherine to me. She's funny. She's smart. She's cute. She's really nice to me. It's still hard to define and complicated. Ultimately, Cameron and I just have a chemistry that has no one else has ever been able to match ever. Like we just have like this very deep seated understanding of each other and, you know, what we're thinking and what we're feeling. I can't imagine anybody who I'd rather spend a day with for the rest of my life. I guess if that makes a dating, I guess so be it, I guess. I don't know. We've done better when we don't try to pressure it. So I don't try to think about it too deeply. I don't, I won't, I won't go crazy if we're not Facebook official, I guess. Cameron and Catherine are the perfect example of that boomerang relationship. Two people whose love transcends the distance that separates them, even when their divergent lives threaten to tear them apart. Cameron and Catherine are exes, not by choice, but by circumstance. And maybe not even exes at all. We still haven't found a word for the relationship, but hell, neither have they. All they know is that what they're feeling is real. So we brought Cameron and Catherine, Kath and Cam, into the same room to discuss this relationship limbo, and it's as romantic and catty and saccharine as we hoped it would be. So a couple of things that I think that maybe we are remembering a little bit differently. A, the night of the party, your roommate was definitely there. Also, we did more than make out. Like, we were at least at, like, second or third base, depending on how you want to define those. And I remember the entire time I kept saying, like, do you think Chris can hear us? Do you think Chris can hear us? Chris was like, I don't know why you guys thought I couldn't hear you. I was literally right there in bed, and you guys were, like, fucking around on the futon. I think fucking around on the futon is an album I would definitely <laughs> listen to. <laughs> um, I believe that Catherine's understanding of dates are somewhat skewed. Your timelines were ridiculous. My timelines are correct, which is okay. the biggest difference between them. <laughs> um, I didn't really think you got a whole lot wrong, actually. Okay. Second minor thing that didn't happen the way you think it happened. The very first time we had sex, and also I think it's adorable that you like refuse to actually say the word sex on this podcast. But the very first time we had sex, I was the one who asked you to do it. I was like, can we finally just have sex? And you had been putting it off and putting it off and putting it off and saying it was like this important thing that you wanted to like make special and great. But you finally gave in, which I was very appreciative of. But I like how you kind of retook control of that narrative and said that you were the one to initiate it when that was not necessarily the case. I think. I think I was the one who initiated that. I'm pretty sure it was 
my idea. I mean, it wasn't, but it's not a big deal. I'm glad it happened. I'm not anymore. Okay. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> I know you're kidding. Cameron, just for the sake of it, can you say the word sex for this podcast? Sex. Add a boy. Vagina. <laughs> penis. Keep going. Just kidding. Stop. 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 Um, okay, so did you have any did you have a third point? I have another I have some more points. Let's hear the let's hear those. Okay. <laughs> so so the part that I think that I where I started to take the most issue with it was right after we had broken up and we were actually really good friends. You were my best friend. I I don't know. I mean, you would literally fly out to New York to come visit me. And I think to say that we were just casual friends was maybe not the most accurate way of putting it. I thought I said that I flew out to see you. You said that you would fly out to New York occasionally for a business trip and then we would meet up. You would come to stay with me in my apartment for like a week for no other reason other than like you wanted to hang or get brunch. Okay, well that was also business. No, I, that happened more it recently. Was not that business. was that was more recently after we were became Nope. The one business trip that you took to New York City, you actually refused to come see me because your girlfriend at the time wouldn't let you and I freaked the fuck out at you and told you I never wanted to talk to you again. That is true. That is very true. So I think that segues quite nicely into um, this interim period, right, where you guys were not seeing each other, but kind of seeing each other, but also dating other people. I think there's a slightly different accounts on jealousy and how that worked. I genuinely was not jealous that Cameron was in other relationships. I was actually always really curious about the relationships you were in, and I always wanted to know who you were dating and what that was like and how it was going for you, but you would always get really uncomfortable telling me, which I can totally understand. But I always wanted you to ask me, and you never did. I remembered one, well, first of all, there would be several times where you would, like, you would acu- you'd be like, who are you dating right now? And I'd be like, I- I'm literally like getting Taco Bell by myself. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> you're like, you're-, you're on a date with somebody. I'm like, no, I'm literally sitting in the Taco Bell parking lot eating a chalupa. I don't know what you're talking about. And that happened multiple times. Um, I did remember the one time you called me to say you thought you were in love with someone else. And I thought I told you that that's stupid. You're going to love me forever. I don't not That sounds really bad. But I think I remember but- that. You said you said that you were in love with someone else, and I think I told you, no, you can't be. You told me I couldn't be in love with someone else? Yeah. I actually I think... don't remember how you responded to that conversation. I know that I wanted to tell you because I was worried that someone else was going to tell you first, or you'd find out on Instagram or something stupid, and then you'd actually be upset. I, was I was trying to be nice. Me. No, it, it didn't land nice. <laughs> it never lands nice. It's okay. So maybe we can walk it back and get through sure. this story. Um, you obviously have different accounts of the first time you met each other. <laughs> Cameron always claims that he met me at this concert, which I'm sure probably happened. I don't remember. Like, I have heard the story. Other people have backed up the story. I know that it is very likely, and I'm sorry that I don't remember because I honestly think it would have been adorable to see you try to introduce yourself. Oh, no, that, that 100% is true. I met you that night. Yeah, I know. I distinctly, like, definitely, I tried hitting on you at the concert, and you you shut me down. Okay, I love you. I've seen you hit on girls before. You hitting on a girl is being like, hi, my name's Cameron. I just want to state that whatever I do obviously works because we're having this call right now. So, <laughs> Okay, that's fine. That's fair. So, Catherine, you hate Valentine's Day. Yeah, I do hate Valentine's Day. <laughs> I don't hate Valentine's Day. Okay, here's the thing. I'm not the world's most affectionate person. Cameron will agree with that, I think. 
And so he wanted to do (laughs) he wanted to do our very first date on Valentine's Day, which is adorable. I totally get why some people are into that. So what you don't know about Catherine is, is that she's she's probably like the she she is in her head thinks she's like super tough, but she will never say no to anybody for anything. And I knew that if I asked for Valentine's Day after we hung out, she would not say no. I wasn't convinced at that time we'd go on more than like one date. I thought it would ruin it. Yeah, I didn't think that we were going to last either. So Cameron, just to clarify, you preyed on her psychologically <laughs> because she couldn't say no, so you could get your first date. Um, yeah, maybe. I guess when that. you when you when you word it <laughs> that way, it sounds like I'm a horrible monster. <laughs> I I thought I believed that Catherine would give me a pity date. So were you hoping the on this pity date that you would impress her enough to actually, you know, get into something more? I mean, that's the goal of every pity date. Everyone's been on a pity date before where they know that they're out of their league. So, yeah, that was my goal, I guess, was to hope that she would realize that I was this hilarious, handsome, amazing person. No, I liked you immediately. That's why I decided to go on the date with you. I had always liked you. I was just really worried that people would get weirded out by it because we were friends and we had all these mutual friends that I didn't want to, like, This is news to me 10 years later. (laughs) I'm still excited to go out with you. So um, let's talk about this moment where you guys are in college together, about to graduate, and you're applying to schools, Mm -hmm. and you're getting into more schools than you're actually letting on. Explain yourself. (laughs) (laughs) I knew that I wanted to go to grad school in New York City. I knew specifically I wanted to go to NYU. And honestly, it was kind of a laziness thing. And I'd gotten into a couple of other schools in the area, but I was working on my application for Northwestern when I got my acceptance letter from NYU. And I was like, well, I know this is where I want to go anyway. So that's kind of how that ended up working out. And I mean, I did to my parents too. It wasn't just you. Did you know that, Cam? Uh, I knew that years later. I didn't know it at the time, though. She told me a while ago. And how did you feel when she told you? At that point, I, I mean, it was not a surprise to me. I was like, oh, well, that makes a lot of sense. So she, she was a horrible person. Um, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> but no, I, I think when we decided to start talking again, there were a lot of things you just had to like let go. So I'm thinking also around this time, you guys never really had the conversation about what you were going to be when you separated? No, I avoided that conversation I knew it was going to be uncomfortable. And also, I think that even early on in the relationship, I took it seriously, obviously, but I never thought it was going to turn into this years-long thing. And I always just kind of felt worried that, like, you would want to get married and turn it into, like, this lifelong commitment. Sounds about right. But it's funny now because I think that's completely changed. I don't know. I think it's completely flipped. Yeah, yeah. Now I'm like, oh, my God, marry me. Be with me forever. And you're like, "Mm, maybe. (laughs) So. So be with me forever, huh? What are you guys calling each other right now, I guess, is the question. What are we allowed to call each other? Um, (laughs) I don't know. You go. I was going to say it's it's hard to define. (laughs) It's Um, hard to, yeah, it's hard to define. I mean, I don't mean this to sound really cheesy, but she's just. Catherine to me like I don't think of her as like I mean I think of her as like the person that is like everything to me that's a person you know like represents everything that I would want to have as a best friend as as a partner as whatever it would be you know she's the person I think about first in the morning and before I go to bed the title doesn't really mean a whole lot so it doesn't yeah I don't know 
I agree. I feel like to call you my boyfriend sounds very juvenile and doesn't really get to what our relationship is, I guess. I definitely don't see myself ever being with anyone else. And it's kind of funny because I was listening back to your recording and just like my own recording. And it's like, I think I always kind of figured that we were going to end up together no matter what. I think that's one of the reasons why when we broke up, I wasn't super, super, super upset about it. I mean, I was sad that at that moment you weren't going to be there, but I kind of just figured that that door was never completely shut. Yeah, Kim, in your recording, you said that you kind of expected it, that that was it and it was done. Is that true? Um, Like, literally, you said, I didn't have any intention of getting back together with her ever again. Like, I honestly thought you were like this small little puppy who like would follow me everywhere for the rest of my life. And even though you were dating other people, moving on with your life. That makes me feel so sad. I'm a, I'm a depressing puppy. Um, no, I yeah, that was not nice, but it's true. <laughs> no, puppies are cute. Puppies are cute. <laughs> Um, this is going to get like somber, but uh, <laughs> our, us breaking up was the hardest thing I've ever done in my life. And that sounds yeah. like dramatic and like, Ooh, but it, I felt like she was it. And then I realized that like things are temporary, like it's not forever. I wouldn't do it to myself again. But in all honesty, this sounds really stupid, but she's changed a lot. We've both grown a lot. Yeah. And so there's this girl that, you know, that whatever 2011, 2012 Catherine that, I mean, it's still the person I know and still was my friend, but it was a different person than she is today. I would not have dated 2011 Catherine again, but she is no. a, she's an older, more mature, wiser, smarter. I don't know. I mean, we're both are. It's not her. It's both of us. Even as I was telling the story, I guess I just realized that I was more awful than I thought I was at the time. Like, I think I'm like even sadder now thinking about that breakup than I was when it was actually happening. Um, just because I know like even you getting on the phone to explain those feelings, let alone ending the relationship altogether, must have been awful. I don't really have any response to that. So no, I'm not okay. positive or negative. I just well, she's correct yeah. though. She's right. She's right. She right. She right. Okay. Um Cameron, did you break up with your girlfriend because of Catherine? Which girlfriend, Cameron? Oh. <laughs> which one did, did you... she ruin? Which which relationship? Did she break you multiple relationships? Did she break up? Not a, multiple no. relationships. She was the cause for multiple breakups. <laughs> not directly. It's not like I like, called up these people or anything. It's silly, but there did become a point where I realized that my friendship with Catherine was paramount to everything else. So there was a relationship where that became incompatible, and I and I also realized going through it how weird of a situation that was for the girl. Did you say? Well, Catherine, you said to Cameron that you wanted to be in a relationship again, and he said, "Absolutely nope. not." Um, <laughs> Yeah. What was that like for you? I called you probably once a day. You came to visit me, even though you deny it. <laughs> and it felt to me like we were actually dating. So it seemed silly that we weren't calling it that. But I, I don't know. I was pretty confident that I could sway you. I knew it was going to take some time. And I understood why you weren't immediately ready to dive right back in. But I, I was pretty sure it would happen. And Cameron? Okay. Hmm. With Cat. I don't know. I just, I was probably, I mean, I don't know. I'll, I'll let the audience make their decision if I was, <laughs> if I was justified in my being a little bit hesitant. I would not, I don't think I would have dated 2011 Catherine again. And she just changed. And I, in my, in my head, I, when she asked me, like, I knew she was different, but I didn't ever like think, oh, how is she different than when we broke up? You know, and there were a lot of ways, yeah. like a lot of ways that I was like, she's a better person now than she was. And, 
in some totally. ways, I think it had to have, like, it's stupid, but it, we had to have gone through that, like, wilderness, I guess, to get to the point where we are today. I think 2012, Catherine, was awful, and I'm sorry for a lot of the things that I did. Um, I don't know. I guess just, like, one question I had walking away from the whole thing, because I was so surprised that you said you never wanted to be with me again. Like, you still loved me, though, right? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. You're still, like, my best friend. It just was, like, you can have, you know, I mean, I also knew that, you know... I wanted to keep that friendship, too. So maybe to close out, is uh, 2017 Catherine and Cameron the real deal? I think so. I think 2017 is the real deal. I don't know. Like, I've told you this more times than I can count. Like, I don't ever want to be with anyone else. Like, it's either you or probably no one. So I hope you feel the same way. I'm like 100% positive you do. But just, you know. So we're on the same page. That's like where I'm at. No pressure there or anything like that. <laughs> um, I like to believe that this is it and this is the real deal. But if it's not like I don't, you know, we're better friends than we were before. We're, you know, we're better people. Like if it if, if it didn't work out, like I'd be really sad. But also like she's still going to she's still going to be like my best friend in my life. So, yeah, that's um, probably true. And I do think it's the real deal, but I haven't really focused on that. Thanks to Cameron and Catherine for sharing their story on the X Games. Thanks to Pierre Bienname and Anna Parsons, our producers. Join us next time for another deep dive into a love story and it's not so happily ever after. Be sure to subscribe to us on iTunes, the Acast app, or anywhere you find your podcasts. But the X Games is more than just a podcast, and you can check it all out on EliteDaily.com. <laughs> <laughs>